0: I think people feel like that's a lot of work. It's just too much fucking work. And friendship, it's just no. It's it's once you enter a friendship to me, and once it becomes an intimate and close relationship, in my opinion, I feel like it's kind of flows. It like you get into this rhythm in the friendship where it doesn't yeah. feel like work, especially if you've got a relationship anyway. It's not going to feel like work. Hey, you. Welcome to the Serena to Thrive podcast a podcast that encourages Black healers to put themselves
1: first. I'm Melanie, founder of Serena to Thrive and Clinical Mental Health Therapist. And I'm Victoria, licensed professional counselor and founder of Trust Between Us, a safe place to store your thoughts.
0: Every week, we'll be sitting down with folks from our community to have intimate conversations and take a holistic and honest dive into what it means to be well. All right, y'all. Enough of the professional intros because we getting all in our feelings today. (laughs) So get comfy and join us for this week's episode. Hey, hey, y'all! Welcome back to another episode of the Serenity to Thrive Podcast. We're your host, Mel and Vic, and today we have a bonus episode. Um, We really wanted to have a conversation conversation about intimate, um, we're exploring intimate and close friendships, um, including maintaining close friendships, moving through difficult conversations and conflict, and when it's time to let go. So if you are a fan of the TV show on Amazon Prime, Harlem, um, which highlights Black friendships and how they navigate their different experiences, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, um even their own um, oh excuse me, even their own friendship woes and ups and downs and identity, um, a whole bunch of stuff, y'all. If you haven't checked out Harlem or Amazon Prime, please do. Um, but I really wanted to talk about friendship specifically. Let's let's put the romantic relationships aside. I really want to talk about uh, intimate friendships or close friendships um, because for the month of February, we've been talking about intimate relationships and I think friendships definitely fall under that umbrella. Um, So, Vic, I know you mentioned you haven't watched episode six, um, but we're going to use Harlem as a backdrop for this conversation and also just even exploring our own, um, our own friendship as well. So I want to really get into it and start with friendship and how close intimate friendships. how, what is, what role does that play in your life right now?
1: Uh, well, I think it's like my whole life (laughs) is intimate (laughs) friendship. Honestly, like, um, you know, I think coming from a family that is, different Um, <laughs> uh, I guess the taboo word in, in black culture is dysfunctional uh, but all families have dysfunction you know but I think coming from different family dynamics and um being in a space where you can kind of choose your own family that is something that uh my bad it, I don't I can hear myself I don't like it hold on <laughs> <laughs> echoing it's like a weird robot sound I can't get jiggy with that hold on all right I'm in normal mode that's a little better because that was killing me Uh, (laughs) we can cut that out if you need to but I'm I'm rolling with the bloopers today so anyway y'all coming from uh like I said in black culture dysfunctional families and having different family dynamics where you just kind of get to choose your own family at some point in your life it's like you have a family but due to whatever type of trauma, chaos, and things like that, like you end up building your own family. And for me, that is through friendships. And so I've had a lot of different friendships in my life, Um, intimate friendships that have become family, been cut off, you know what I'm saying? like, And some that have been renewed and improved in our lasting. So it's just like, I have had ups and downs within intimate relationships in my life. So I am very cautious about, one who I let get close to me but two I value intimate relationships so much it's like I'm not clingy but it's like once you in my life like I tell people like you stuck with me but I got out of that really quickly so for me it's like if I develop an intimate relationship with somebody I'm going to do my best to maintain and cherish it but it might not always happen that way but friendships are super important to me even more than romantic intimate relationships are for me so it's something that, like I said, I value and I kind of hold dearly and highly. Um, you know, I've had friends at one point, you know, that I I value their friendship and I consider them family and sister versus like with my own sister, we're nine years apart. So it was a point in time where we weren't really close, you know, because the age gap and also we're just very different people. Um, so while we can bond over certain things, it's just like a lot of times we don't have an intimate relationship for one reason or another, so that's something that we're working on cultivating, but, like, I feel like the friends that I have in my life now, like, those are the most intimate relationships I've had in my 28 years of life thus far, so, um, yeah, hope that answered the question.
0: Definitely, I, I think um, you touching on, like, family and, and how, like, family is there, and, you know, they, (laughs) they are, like our first intimate relationships, but like once we get out in the world and especially like in school we start like cultivating our own community and our own circles and in close relationships that are important to us and like who we are like who we truly are because in our family sometimes we don't fully show up like "Mm, it depends I was at our family at least in my in my opinion I think I fully showed up in some ways but in other ways I felt like I couldn't so that's where my friendships kind of came in however I will say with my sister that was like when I think about it it was my first intimate friendship um even though it was family that was definitely a person that there was like no limitations no like I was fully myself in that relationship even though it didn't always align with who she was and like being made fun of and things like Mm -hmm. that it still was just like okay, I can curse you out, like, I could talk to you, I can, we can have a dialogue, and we still sisters, we're still friends, it never was like, oh, you said that, now we can't be friends anymore, like, that type of thing, it was just, like, we said what was on our mind, it was unfiltered, it was raw, um, and it was open, and that was, like, my first intimate friendship, but as I started going to school, and wanted to show more of who I am, especially, like, things I was, like, dealing with, or just, like, I don't know, just having different, I don't know, just being different as far as like within my family. Um, I wanted to branch out and have other relationships with other people. So I think friendships has, friendships has always been important to me. Um, I always had like a, a small circle of friends that um, we just, I don't know. It's just, it just brings me back like those nostalgic childhood memories of like um Hanging out, uh, sleepovers, you know, all those different things in early on in like my childhood. And then as I got older, there still was the same thing like hanging out, going to the gym together, doing two events, um, having like intimate conversations in the house, like those type of things I always enjoy. So friendships always been something I always been open to and not like push back on. But <laughs> I wanted to also about how we first met. Kind know everybody doesn't listen to the podcast or everybody hasn't um don't even know like if we're friends or how we became to, how we became besties and things like that. So, let's go down memory lane with that. How did we how did They we don't
1: go? know. <laughs> they should know how by we, now.
0: <laughs> hey. How did we get to know each other and how did we get to this place that we are
1: in your opinion. Once upon a time, it was a Black girl in class. <laughs> I thought it started in... Um... Uh, in orientation. Yeah, you want to get real know. specific. <laughs> Once upon a time, I saw a Black girl, y'all. I'm giving it on a raw version. <laughs> no no BS. Like, I was enrolling in grad school. Now, quick backstory. I went to Mizzou, predominantly white. I was one of 500 in a classroom at times. And I mean, not one of... One of like females, one black, like there was no other black people in my class. And if there were, I didn't even see them because they were not coming to class. Like it was just me on the front row. I'm not looking back literally to see all the white faces behind me. So when I got to grad school, y'all, we go to orientation. Um, this was year 2016, I want to say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so it's 2016. And I seen a black chick with a lot of hair. And I was like, oh, a black person, like I'm uh, overexcited because I haven't seen black people keeping my f- in in a multitude. OK, so anybody that look like me in close proximity. So I'm like, I see two. I think I saw like two, maybe three black people at the time in orientation. But Melanie, male, was the first black person I saw. You said
0: it's so where you say my whole name, right?
1: I just <laughs> I was like, uh, I ain't said that a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah so Mel uh was the first black person I saw and I'm sitting by her um and she didn't even know I existed y'all like I I don't know stalkers
0: orientation
1: yeah I sat right behind you because I'm like oh, I'm, I'm rude, I root for everybody black okay it's easy to say but no I literally was scoping out the black folks because like when you're in a new space coming from a, a place where I was coming from which was being in a like I said predominantly white school dealing with racism there um, and feeling like I didn't belong and like I wasn't wanted for four years. Like I very much wanted to feel connected. And for me, that meant having people that looked like me. It was that surface level. It didn't matter about the rest. I didn't care about the personality because I'm like, there's another black woman in the same field as me. This is gonna be amazing. So, like I said, we got there, you know, pretty fairly early. People were still coming in. And so I saw her and I ended up just sitting near her. Like she didn't know I was there, but I knew she was there. And at that time I didn't uh you know, who knew we would be here, but I just knew I was going to get to know this other black person. If nothing else, like I was going to connect. Um, and so fast forward, we have a class together and I got to class first and I'm in a cut. Cause that's where I like to sit. Mel must have had thought. the same idea. She <laughs> say I took her spot, but you know, I was there first. Um, uh, <laughs> no great minds think alike though, because she came and wanted to be in the cut too, but she couldn't. So she ended up sitting in front of me pretty much not paying me no attention still at this point but I'm like oh snap they're gonna black her from orientation you know in my head we gonna be friends she don't know it but I know it uh which is funny because I've, I've made another friendship that same way like <laughs> Alley, that's I I be stalking my friends in the city it sounds crazy y'all but we all do it don't judge me so anyway uh yeah the rest is history you said in front of me we had to do a partner activity I think we both was like oh here we go with this Mm -hmm. this old group activity stuff like the icebreakers turn around and introduce yourself to your neighbor and yeah from there like you know we became friends there was some testing. Testing on my end because of my trust issues. And you know, Mel was rocking with me though. Like she called me out very early on in the friendship. And I'm like, okay, I like her. She ain't afraid. Um, uh, because I think I had friendships in my life where it had taken years for people to kind of tell me, tell me off. You know what I'm saying? Like my friends, I don't say they're scared of me, but they were scared to say things to me because I could be a person at the time who was very rigid, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so um I didn't respond well to certain things because. I didn't know how I had never been challenged in that way so yeah that's my version of the story <laughs> wow it's,
0: it's like every time you tell it I get it I find out new information because I did not know you sat behind me like I said that whole orientation I remember going but I don't remember anything um but I do remember walking into class and I'm like i gonna sit on the the out, you know the outside of the class like not in the middle like still on the outside and so I saw I didn't I saw Victoria I didn't know somebody was in the spot so I'm like fuck I just sit right in front of her. I took the seat in front of her. And when the class, um, when we had that group activity, we had to turn to our neighbor. I was like, whoever behind me, this is going to be my partner. And that's when I turn around and then we clicked from there. Um, but even before then, I think when I went into grad school, I wanted to be intentional about um, initiating friendships, initiating, um, spending time with people, inviting people out because it's something I never really did. I feel like I always had to be in a friendship first for me to initiate things, but not necessarily seeing somebody and being like, oh, they're cool. Like let me ask them always if they want to go out to see a concert or gonna catch this new restaurant they just opened or whatever. Um so I already had in my mind that I was going to start initiating friendships. So that's um, I think that's probably where we kind of aligned it. Like you were open to like one relationship, friendships. And I was open to initiating them. Um, so when we started doing like the practice therapy, when we had to like pretend like we were each other's therapist for our group assignment, um, that's when I invited you to my housewarming. Um, and that's when Big had brung a gift. She had like a, a I, I forgot what you, did you give me a candle and a card? I want to say it was a candle and a card. It was
1: something housewarming-ish. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs>
0: but it was super nice and like I told you before I thought it was in my mind I was like oh my god this person is really thoughtful in ways that I am um and it spoke volumes to like who you were even before I really got to know you um because in my family cards like receiving cards like birthdays or special occasions always been something that we did as a family we ritualized that in a way and we always um I don't know I say have cards like I was my 16th birthday and my you know. I still have these cars from saying So (laughs) when you gave me a car, I was like, oh, that's super nice. Um, especially like early on when we were not even friends, but just like acquaintances and getting to know each other. So I thought that was something that felt familiar to me. Um, and it felt like family. So I was like, okay. And that just gave me more, it just it filled me up to be like, okay, I'm gonna continue initiate these things. So we start hanging out at the gym and then like oh Lord, the gym days. <laughs> I knew you was going to say it. Don't do it. <laughs> the gym days, and then it just went from there, and it's just to where we are now, and um, even though we pretty pretty much had like a peaceful friendship, and it was an easeful relationship, um, there definitely were moments where um, we had times where we had to be honest about if something was hurting us, or something each one each other has said or something someone said or whatever it may have been and like learning how to navigate that. Um so I want to kind of go into that direction. Like what as far as maintaining friendships, um I had asked you like for you what is like the top three things that you think maintains close and intimate friendships. And I want to see how our list you know aligns and how it's different as well.
1: well you know me lists are always challenging in general and then when you put one to it and I name one (laughs) like if you give a stipulation it's hard you don't so you want me to name one at a time or all three one at a time okay uh so no particular order right because I just I just threw them out here but this the three that I tried to narrow it down that I feel like (laughs) encompass the the long list of things okay so on the list I'll start off with saying open and honest communication Mm -hmm. That was uh, one of my things.
0: Why do you think open and honest communication is top? That's the same
1: thing. I mean, it's obvious, but like... Communication is key, but one of the other things I have on the list that goes with it. (sighs) See, then I'm going to get into two things. Okay. (laughs) I say, I'm going to leave it here and I double back. So open and honest communication is definitely necessary in maintaining any relationship because... If you don't know the person, you're not talking to the person, you're not updating those friendship maps. How are we going to grow? You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm thinking about relationships, I want to grow with that relationship. I don't want to just have a relationship for every single season of my life that I'm in. Like I feel like a good relationship that's sustainable. Um, Like I said, no matter if it's platonic, romantic, whatever it is, sibling relationship, family, your mom and dad, you know, like whatever it is to maintain any relationship, you have to have open and honest communication. And that means being honest with the other person on the receiving end and being honest with yourself. And you have to be open to understanding that people are changing and evolving. Nobody's ever going to be the same. And honestly, I really don't want nobody to stay the same. Like I want to see my friends evolve. I want to see my family members evolve. And whatever that looks like is great. Because when a person is stagnant, but you're not, it's, it's hard. Think about you trying to catch somebody in motion, but you're not willing to move. It's impossible. And the same thing is with friendships. You can't grow with somebody if you're not willing to move and change within yourself, too. So it doesn't mean that you guys have to always like the same things and do the same things every step of the way. But what it means is that you're constantly being honest with yourself when you do need more, or when you do need to pull away, or when you do need some space, like whatever that is. That's what I mean about having that open and honest communication. Open to understand another person's perspective, open to the fact that things can get a little uncomfortable open to the fact that this relationship is going to be hard and challenging given different barriers and factors that come into place. So for instance, if I have a friend that's out of state and I can't see them, how am I going to connect? What do I need to maintain this friendship? How do I, what do I need to maintain the level of intimacy that we once had when this person was here with me? And then if like, like I said, I'm growing and evolving in a way that I have new hobbies or new interests now, and I'm just not into certain things anymore are we still going to have a relationship? Where else do we connect outside of something that was in my past? So it's like, I'm always constantly looking to update, like I said, those friendship maps, which they were called relationship maps when I was in school, but I'm just, for for the sake of the conversation, calling it a friendship map specifically because um, I think that it relates to us going into our minds and kind of like if you're navigating on the system, when you take different turns and routes, your map reroutes for you so in friendships when you guys are going different paths and avenues like you might have to reroute the friendship because you have to relearn this person at every step of the way because you're not going to be the same person each year you might be the same person day to day um which that could be a little concerning but you know <laughs> ideally you know every 30 days I I would say I like to just do check-ins I try to check in weekly with my friends but I love to check in like I said and have communication at every step of the way when I can uh, because in the past that's not something that I did and I think that costed me a lot of friendships but also I just I was just not too trusting the folks so I don't know what would have came of that had I been honest but I think like now I'm able to tell my friend like hey you know I'm going through like if you don't talk to me for a couple of days I'm good that this was going on or uh, yeah just like I said just the day-to-day stuff like hey I'm frustrated I'm really exhausted, but. I'll, I'll catch you up tomorrow just those little things are so important to me uh because in the past i can go ghost and i've be missing for two three days and i have people outside like vic i'm coming in the side <laughs> whether you like it or not i'm outside the house <laughs> open the door uh but i'm saying we got the relationships and people live close like That convenience is there so it was different mm-hmm. uh, so what's one of yours i mean I'm,
0: i just go along just to piggyback pick piggyback what you said um one of mine is open and honest communication as well. And I'm not going to use a car because I had a car, I have an oil leak in my car. So I think this is a good example uh, of how I feel like open and honest communication is like the oil you put into your car. It lubricates things to make sure everything is easeful and everything is connect everything is communicating with other parts of the, <laughs> the car. But when there's no oil in the car the car overheats and like the engine kind of dies out and I kind of feel like that's what happens with honest communication
1: okay lubrication <laughs> I see what you did there
0: <laughs> I kind of look at it like that because like the time one time they was like did you check the oil in your car and I was like yeah I checked it but I put the oil I checked the oil on the hill or something I don't know what I did I checked it wrong, and we was on our way to St. Louis and the car started like rattling a little bit. It started like sh- it started slowing down. I'm like, I'm doing like 70. I'm like, hey, the car's slowing down. It's slowly like 70, 60, 50. I'm like, the car slowing down. So I heard it pull over, kinda of find out I, I there was no oil in the car. The, the car literally just, you know, was I turned it off so it wouldn't um, you know, overheat and lock up or whatever it does when you don't have oil in the car. And I feel like it's the same way when it comes to um communication in any relationship, but specifically friendships, I feel like once the communication and honesty stops, once that open and honest communication stops, it almost it, it kills the relationship in a way. Like it 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 dries out, it depletes the relationship from continuing to move in a way that is helpful and healthy. Um, so I feel like it's really important to be able to be honest and open. And it's not to say that every conversation is going to be easy. Or that it's going to be so easy to talk to the person just because they're your best friend. Like that's not always the case. It's, it's going to be things that come, and it's going to be hard to share with. Um, at least for me, it's going to be hard to share with my friends. But I know that it's going to help us in the end. Like especially if it's something that's either hurting me or something I'm dealing with personally. If I'm able to share that with my friend, it only deepens our intimacy, um, and our closeness, and um, that trust. The trust that trust it builds as well when we're open and honest. Because I know when my friends tell me something that is hard for them to share, like they trust me with their information, they didn't have to share that those things. Mm-hmm. Me. Um, so I think that helps build trust. Like I mentioned, the intimacy part. So, so yeah, I think it's very important because once the relationship stops, we see what happens. We ain't honest and open our relationships. it's just it starts to die out. It starts to get real, real shaky and, mm-hmm. and real,
1: real iffy. everything become a problem yeah
0: right (laughs) and then like thinking about the car overheating like things kind of come when we are not when we are styling so much in our friendships that things kind of come to a head and it explodes and it it gets heated um I definitely had that because I was a person that stays silent about things um in uh, in relationships and how I noticed how everything would come out later on and it would just be a big mess rather than us having those conversations um early on. So yeah, open and honest communication is very important to me.
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um I think the second thing I had uh like I said no order but number two thing that I'll mention is understanding because you communicate all day but if mm-hmm. the person don't mm-hmm. understand
0: <laughs> oh, <she got> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh if your person don't understand and comprehend what you're saying is pointless like like uh i think it was a post on instagram i saw while back. it was like communication and comprehension was second like the three c's mm-hmm. uh things like communication comprehension consistency and i was like i feel that um because like i said i, I was talking to a person um I went a romantic relationship where i'm telling you everything that you need to know i'm telling you everything that this is and this ain't and the person was hearing me they was listening but they were not truly understanding what I was saying they had decided in their mind that they heard something different and they were stuck on what they heard um and even though I clarified or so I thought like I said they didn't understand why I could think such a thing so therefore they invalidated what I said and recreated their own version of it um so I think having understanding in a relationship um is very important because I don't think a lot of people do that especially when not when you're not used to having those uncomfortable conversations like I, I'm guilty of this too I don't always check in about what did you hear me say and like I know people are like oh that's a therapy thing but honestly no sometimes you gotta really ask a person what did you hear yeah,
0: yeah it's a good way to go back and check in because I, I've done it I'm like that's not what I said
1: <laughs> yes yes and I find it to be so true especially my simulation like I love my sister death but she know it's a lot of times <laughs> I say something and then she'll say something. I'm like, what? I never said that, but that's what she felt. And that's what she heard. And I tell people all the time, perception is truth. It don't matter if that was my intention or not. I can have the best intentions in the world, but if your lack of understanding and your perception is always negative or it's skewed or distorted for whatever reason, you're never going to understand what I'm saying. We're never going to be able to communicate in the way that works for the relationship. And like, those are times when I have to either take a step back or have to ask myself, am I willing to try to communicate in another way that that person can understand? But that's going to get into my third thing, which I'll come back to. But <laughs> I believe that they're like, it, it's a challenge if you don't have understanding. Yeah, that, that's one.
0: That's a good. One. i think it goes along with communication it kind of goes along with communication as well too yeah that's
1: what i said <laughs>
0: communicate a lot of things but if there's no comprehension or no understanding of what the person is trying to communicate then that can you know they can add some things to the fire as well um mm-hmm. especially just like oh okay and in your mind like she don't love me okay you <laughs> never <laughs> right say, oh you don't love me it's just like they, yeah. that's what they hear or that's what they think you're saying they just keep getting mm-hmm. in and they, they kind of add to some things too so it, it is important to like like what I said a lot like is there any I don't know just coming back like is there anything that's like you don't understand or do I need to clarify well, I don't know just kind of double back in you know having a deeper conversation and I think people feel like that's a lot of work it's just too much fucking work And French it's just no It's it's once you in a friendship to me and once it becomes an intimate and close relationship in my opinion I feel like it's kind of flows it like you get into this rhythm in the friendship where it doesn't yeah. feel like work especially if you've had a relationship anyway it's not going to feel like work exactly um, but my second thing they're not in any order but um I put freedom um hmm. I think in my friendships I definitely um that's the word I came up with it could be another word but for me I think it's freedom because I feel like you were saying having just being able to grow in a friendship being able to like change and evolve having that freedom not feeling limited by this is how you met me this is how I'm always going to be type of thing Mm, Um, I don't I want to be able to evolve as a person um I'm trying to remember what else I was going with freedom. I actually wrote some of these things down for all of my relationships, like what's important to me. Um, so I can kind of go back and see if help me out. Let's see. Here we go. My needs for my relationships. I put, we don't hold each, I put freedom. We don't hold each other back from becoming more of ourselves. We shift and we change. We learn and we grow. We expand outside the norms and create our own rules. We honor our inner experiences. We laugh, we love, we live, and we share that not only with each other, but those close, um, other people that's close to us, we challenge our limitations, we dream, we play, and we manifest. So that's kind of what I mean by just freedom, just having the ability to just be in a way that's not limiting. Um, And I feel like in friendship sometimes, it is hard when someone is... um, more free-spirited I should say I would not even say it's hard because if you accept that person it's kind of cool kind of like in Harlem with their friendship like Angie is she free-spirited but everybody's just like that's Angie like they allow her to be her full self and even if it's annoying to them <laughs> at times or just like oh lord like here you go they I can just today they understand that's who she is um and I feel like that's important to to be able to be your whole self and where and not just think that um, the friend that you met 10 years ago is going to be the same friend you, you know now. Um, so just, yeah, just having that freedom to evolve is, I think, is important.
1: Well, yeah, that's real. And like innately, the person will be the same. Like their core value shouldn't change. But like you said, certain things that they do, like it will change. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, who the last thing. <laughs> I think the last thing, like I said, a lot of my, my things that I listed overlap so much and encompass so much. Like that's what helped me to kind of pick three. Cause I'm like, I ain't no way I can make a list of three things. I need a lot of things. But the last thing that made the list was patience. Because with communicating, with the understanding, with that freedom you mentioned, like with all of those things, like you have to be patient. Um and that's just in life, like sometimes I think as a society, <laughs> We get so caught up in this instant, this instant change and things happening so quickly and being so readily available that um, we often lose sight of that progress that, you know, that have, it's, a, it's a progress that has to happen on this journey to getting to know somebody and, with, and getting to know new people. I feel like you still are learning yourself each and every step of the way. Like, I know we kind of know who we are and a lot of people can like, oh, I know who I am. but there are certain parts of yourself that I feel like you can only learn through relationship. There are certain parts of you that have just become unlocked. And each relationship that you encounter and each person you interact with is going to bring out a different part of you that you probably didn't even know existed, a part of you that you have yet to even create or curate um, because you haven't had the right environment to do so. So I feel like having patience, like on the journey of any relationship, is just so important because. Like you said, there's so much that goes into it. People are constantly changing, evolving, and I'm not going to be who I was 10 years ago. And so I think that takes patience and knowing that, um, not jumping to conclusions. Like, I think if I would have had more patience in certain you know, relationships back in the past, like, I wouldn't have just been on this, I'm testing all these friendships. And if you don't do what I need you to do in two weeks, I'm cutting you off. Like, if I would have just had patience and... I guess enough sense of self to kind of just understand that I'm only 14, 15 people shouldn't have their lives figured out because I thought I had mine figured out. Like, I think, I think these just would have evolved a lot differently. Like I, I've been reflecting a lot this week on <laughs> just different uh, mindsets that I had as a kid. I'm like, who taught me that? Like, who, what was I doing? What was I thinking to think that this was okay? Um, and I was very impatient and waiting for people to change. It's like, either you got it together now or you don't. Whole time, I don't have things together. You know what I'm saying? So um, patience is just something that I, I'm learning um, learning to appreciate and not be frustrated with. And so I think that that's very important going forward in my relationships and just in past relationships, just being patient with a person um, and not making things about me just because I want to see something happen in the moment. I want to see a person change it might not necessarily happen, and I have to be patient enough to either, like I said, walk away and understand that maybe I don't have the patience for this at this time, or be patient enough to ask myself, is this relationship worth me waiting for this change to occur mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's real. I didn't even um I thought about I didn't think I didn't think about patience. I thought more about grace, which I feel like you know kind of goes hmm. yeah, hmm. um but my last one um is reciprocity my favorite
1: oh yes i love to get that
0: number one um i think it kind of goes with what you mentioned earlier like consistency yeah um but reciprocity lets me know that the person that i not only that i value the relationship or the friendship but the other person values um the friendship as well because it's the it's a give and take relationship. And I feel like if I'm putting more energy into the friendship, if I'm the only person that's trying to keep the relationship together, then that will cause me to feel burnt out in the friendship in general, where I ain't not want to be in it no more. Or maybe I'm going to stay in it because of our history and because I love my friends. Um, it, I think eventually it will cause a lot of like mental and emotional challenges to like maintain a friendship that that I'm only keeping up with the maintenance of whatever so I feel like reciprocity is super important in all my relationships um because of that very thing because I am um, protective over my mental and emotional health and I know that if I am giving too much of myself in something that isn't feeding me as well then it just it just won't it just it dies out um yeah, yeah I feel like it's, it's definitely important to have that and when I think about Harlem I see that happen in their friendship where <laughs> one person is the only person is like everybody's giving their energy to or those core like um was yeah. so, Megan Good or I'm trying to remember I think it was Ty who she seems to have it all together she's like I'm not committed. I am." I'm this boss girl, you know, I'm this, you know, I'm on top. But when she tries to share her woes, it's kind of almost like dismissive. And I feel like it's the same way with Quinn too, because she comes from money and like she got, you know, her shit together professionally. But when it comes to emotionally and mentally, you start to see her character kind of um, becoming emotionally and mentally drained from not, people not being attentive of her needs. Because she mm-hmm. is someone who take, like you said, takes on everyone else's stuff, especially like with Angie. Like yes. <laughs> Angie's rolling her eyes when she's talking, but she's just okay. It's my turn. Care about my experiences, but like when other girls speaking, she kind of you know it's just like oh my god, like whatever your problems are not the big thing. But I think Angie does show up for her in in certain ways, but it's also it's, the whole ship is just kind mm-hmm. of ended and. It lacks boundaries. And I feel yeah. like there's a reason to end the relationship, but the honesty, the open, the honest communication definitely needs to be there. And that reciprocation needs to be there, which I feel like goes along with like the practice of us showing each other that we care about each other and we value the relationship. So um I think that was something that was really natural for us because we already were kind of give and take people. Well, I would mm-hmm. say we're both givers. I think that's more word there we both were givers. Yeah. So it was easy for us to kind of take the role as the taker too, because we were all we were always so used to giving. So um I think that was something that never became an issue in our <laughs> <what's wrong?
1: laughs> uh, it was not easy to take to take a role. I'm telling you it was a, it was I yeah. had to adapt. You remember it was <laughs> it was a challenge.
0: Well big more to that because I, I think in, in my mind hmm, the quarter thing that probably was i knew you yeah. how did that i know the thing i could think that's so why i was like maybe that's the only thing that i could think of that was not reciprocal oh. talking about but <laughs> i think that was more now i don't know if that was reciprocation i think that was more
1: it was it was relationship trauma yeah yeah because of how i was treated in the past and like now we got to the quarter story because I'm like like, why
0: let me just (laughs) like what are y'all talking about
1: but I was finish your thought but then we'll go back
0: yeah I I, I think I was I, I in my opinion I thought it was easy for us to be in a reciprocal relationship or friendship because we were givers already so I didn't think it was hard for us to take I don't know And I think the only thing that in my mind that was an issue early on was like the quarter situation. So from my perspective, it was just like, male, can I borrow a quarter for the locker? No, it don't even be a quarter. It can be a nickel. Can I borrow a nickel for, I don't know, something? And I'm like, oh, girl, keep that nickel. Like, no, bitch, here's the nickel. Take this nickel now. Like, you didn't say that, but it was like. I'ma make sure this nickel's in your hand and that you see it and you recognize it and you and you and you take this nickel back. It was just like a a strong like, you're gonna take this nickel because I don't want you to be like uh, Victoria didn't give me her nickel back. Like it was like that type of thing. I would just think like, it's a nickel though. Like it's not, it's a nickel. I would never be like, Victoria, her ass, she owed me a nickel. She still ain't gave me my nickel back. Like I like what? <laughs> So oh man, that's what I
1: was. I yeah, I, I was a challenge maybe. Yeah, so y'all like listen backstory to the nickel. It literally was probably like seventy five cent. Not gonna frank it. Matter of fact, I think it was I ten cent. It was that, I don't I, was I It was. It was ten cent. I I was I was short ten cent because whatever. Um, so we had like these little to rent a lock to lock your locker while you worked right. out. It was a whole little thing backstory i had a friend who was supposed to be my best friend at time long like we're talking like over a decade friendship and <clears throat> she had i asked her to borrow a dollar now i don't remember why i borrowed the dollar y'all it probably was something probably one of my friendship tests who knows i i really don't remember i probably really need the dollar i probably wants to get something out the vending machine it's high school we have vending machines there so i'm not really tripping i just said can i borrow a dollar and she gave me the dollar. i was like thank you i'm appreciative like y'all like if we're talking about a bill schedule, right? Let's say I brought the dollar first hour. Y'all, I didn't even make it to third hour before this girl asked me when I was giving her this dollar back. And so I was like, dang, like take your dollar now. I don't even want the dollar no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm planning to go give me something from extra from lunch or whatever, like the snack bar, whatever it was. But her asking for that dollar back as if like Oh, you owe me. When you paying this dollar back? Like if you was pressed about the dollar, don't give me the dollar. That's how I felt about the situation. So now I'm defensive. I'm upset, and I feel like you're trying to say I'm broke, like I'm needy. So I just took that as I ain't never borrowing money from nobody can. And when I say y'all, uh, I internalized that one memory of my life so hard, like to this day i don't like taking high
0: school and we maybe was in grad school so
1: yes so you can see like i said it's just lingering like to the point like i'm even that way i used to like accept things from family but even with relationship trauma there and money being thrown in my face on different occasions i want to i would rather struggle y'all and be broke before i ask anybody for anything and that is not the way to live it, and no it's not healthy especially when you have like Mel's mentioned reciprocal relationships and we have that reciprocity, I should be able to come to you and say, Hey, can you loan me $20? You know what I'm saying? I give it back. But I know that from experience, like too many experiences that money has always been like this challenge for me, in uh, friendships because of one reason or another. And it's, it's a lot of trust that goes into that and yeah. being raised with this mindset that don't give money out that you expect to get back. Like I've always been taught to take it as a loss automatically. But for me, that one dollar situation that somebody asked me back for a dollar like that just I don't know what it did to my young mind, but it did something to me to the point. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I I won't owe you a penny. Like literally, if it's a penny, here you go. Here that one cent back. Because I just like I said, I never expected a person who I was so close to had known for, for a long period of time, never expected them to switch up like that. Mm-hmm. um but then thinking about the relationship you know so many other things and how that re- relationship even manifested into what it was like i should have known better that was on me so i'm a little bit better <laughs> these days and like Mills said, I, I am you able to take from each other yeah
0: and gave it back when we said we was gonna give it back well because not give it back like here's a different time and i feel like over time that built the trust of like when it comes to money mm-hmm. and I, rather than being like oh, money, like, I don't think that's something that we have challenges with when it comes to money. Yeah, um, yeah. That's not that giving us to That definitely was, like, a little, like, like, huh? Like, why is she tripping about a dime or a nickel? Or like, <laughs> yeah. something so small. Um, And then, like, she asked to borrow $100 or something, like, you know, it's, you know money, once it gets bigger, it's like, okay, I want $100 back. But, like, <laughs> Right, right. Something smaller is just, like, it's it's not um it's not a thing so i think i don't know i i definitely feel like um reciprocity the give and take is definitely important to me all right y'all we're gonna put a pin in this conversation and pick up next episode where we discuss moving through difficult conversations and experiences within friendships here's nick peek. Instead of me sharing it and having an open-eyed conversation, I pushed Victoria away. Um, And I didn't think it was going to hurt you the way that it did um, until we had that conversation. So that was the second. That was the the one thing I remember being kind of hard to navigate and have a hard conversation about. All right, y'all. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. And remember, the journey is never complete. And we'll be here next week. Bye.